This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Stan Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast. Today is Wednesday, April 27th. I'm Stan Friedman, and this is Franchise Today. Well... Have we been on a roll lately or what? Week after week, we've been hearing from a wide variety of A-list guests, right up to and including last week when we were joined by Matthew Gorgeau, Head of Franchise and Corporate Business Development at Thrive. And here's the good news. The trend continues today with WowWorks CEO Kelly Roddy, who will join us in just a few minutes to talk about his instance of one of the hottest trends in franchising, one that has been gaining a tremendous head of steam and will likely continue doing so for years to come, taking its place among some other trends that have been gaining traction of late, like smaller footprints, less labor-intensive franchise models, fewer SKUs to alleviate burdens on the supply chain, accelerated technology to further the ability to promote frictionless digital transactions. Add to that the acceleration of ghost kitchens, host kitchens, delivery food service brands, boutique fitness, service brands, home service brands, and the continuing red-hot mergers and acquisitions of brands with plenty of private equity dollars still in the market and available for brands across the board. Well, the trend we're going to hone in on today is an extension of that. Today we're going to talk about roll-ups and one such instance of an umbrella company that's been formed by private equity for the express purpose of rolling up smaller, still emerging and compatible brands under one umbrella, such that they may all leverage back-end economies of scale that would probably never be available to them for years to come, while also accelerating the brand's growth and recurring revenue for the umbrella company in the process. Over the years, we have seen many such instances of these roll-ups where what began as a single brand morphed into the acquisition of others that are compatible. It's simply smart for so many reasons. With similar characteristics, brands within an umbrella will appeal to similar prospects by design. Sold-out territory under one brand under an umbrella may still spell opportunity for the prospect and franchisor under yet another of the company's offerings. Think about how prevalent this trend has become. As far back as 15 years ago, we saw Carvel morph into focus brands, the Dwyer Group became Neighborly, Anytime Fitness became self-esteem brands, and more recently, Urban Air exploded into Unleashed brands, and the list goes on and on. Today, we talk with Kelly Roddy, a veteran of focus brands, more specifically as the president of Schlotsky's, who today heads WowWorks. WowWorks is another instance of a brand called SaladWorks exploding into a family of brands designed to help guests pursue their passions and live their best lives by serving healthy, nutritious, and flavorful food with first-rate hospitality across the entire family of brands. Kelly Roddy, here in two minutes or less to tell us all about it. Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsors. Hey, franchisors of restaurants, bars, grills, and taverns, and multi-unit franchisees, listen up. This message is for you. Atmosphere TV wants to help you cut costs on overpriced cable TV for your business and either replace it completely or partially if sports programming is essential at your locations. What Atmosphere TV provides are 100% 
free programming options with more than 50 channels of highly engaging and entertaining programming that is audio optional and guaranteed to please your customers and even increase their average ticket per visit. So here's how it works. Atmosphere hooks you up with an Apple TV HD receiver loaded with more than 50 channels of fully licensed, no cost to you, fun and lifestyle programming. These channels include Chive and Red Bull TV, bloopers, superhuman feats, and an array of viewing options that don't require sound to be enjoyed. And this offer is not just limited to restaurants or bars. No, any business with a TV screen in its waiting room can benefit from Atmosphere's free programming offer as well. So what are you waiting for? Cut the cord on overpriced cable and get Atmosphere TV with its 100% free, engaging, and entertaining programming options. Keep your guests happy while they wait to see you instead of watching the clock and their wait times. Chiropractors, doctors, dentists, auto repair shops, anyone with TVs in your waiting rooms, jump onto this amazing offer today. And if you text the word FRANCHISE to 474747, Atmosphere will waive the $100 setup fee for the Apple TV HD receiver that they'll ship to you as well at no cost. Atmosphere TV, changing the way businesses view television. Find them online at atmosphere.tv and remember, text FRANCHISE to 474747 for the no-charge Apple receiver. Cut the cord and get rid of cable today with Atmosphere TV. WowWorks was formed in 2020 with a mission to help guests pursue their passions and live their best lives by serving healthy, nutritious, and flavorful food, all delivered with first-rate hospitality. WowWorks' portfolio consists of SaladWorks, the nation's leading fast-casual salad brand, Fruita Bowls, a unique restaurant franchise serving a variety of superfood bowls, fresh fruit smoothies, and oatmeal bowls, and more. Garbanzo Mediterranean Fresh, a popular Mediterranean restaurant concept, and most recently, the Simple Greek, which offers a fresh and healthy take on ancient Greek recipes in a fast, casual setting. WowWorks exists to drive explosive growth through all of its brands, through a variety of channels, both traditional and non-traditional, including ghost kitchens, food trucks, grocery retail, and more. WowWorks is owned by Centerlane Partners and led by CEO Kelly Roddy, who joins us right here, right now. Kelly Roddy, welcome to Franchise Today. Thanks for uh, having me, Stan. It's a pleasure inviting you to join us today, Kelly. I've known your name for years, and I've known about you for years. I've eaten Schlotzky's for years, but somehow or another, even though you were headquartered here in my home base of Atlanta with Focus for some time, just don't seem to think we've ever met before. So we are here today to remedy that. That's great. So, Kelly, what I'd like to start with today is pretty much the same thing we do each week, is we ask our guests to go back in time to help us figure out how franchising found you, when that might have been, and what it was that you were doing when you hit that inflection point. So there's no truer statement. I was definitely not looking for franchising. So my first exposure to franchising was I had some very good friends who were franchisees. And so I was very familiar with the franchisee franchise or relationship. And so that's how I became familiar with franchising. I started working in a franchise business when I went to 
Schlotsky's as president. And I had not only not been in franchising before, I had never worked in restaurants before. I was I was working for HEB, a, a very large grocery chain based in Texas. San Antonio, and, if I'm not mistaken, right? San Antonio, Texas, and, and all over the state of Texas and Mexico. And I was responsible for marketing for quite some time for them and, and for operations for quite some time. And I got a phone call one day from a recruiter that said a guy named Steve Romanello wants to talk to you about coming over to run a brand called Schlotsky's, which I was very familiar with uh, being in the Austin, Texas area where, where Schlotsky's was based. And so that's how it all started for me and got to know Steve Romanello, got to know more intimately the Schlotsky's brand and the Schlotsky's team and just really fell in love with it. And just happened that the, the friend that I had who was in franchising and I had learned a little bit about franchising was a Schlotsky's franchisee. So coincidental. How about that? Yeah. And there are a few people that I've known through my years in franchising that I admire more than Steve Romanello and how he took the helm of Carvel and really forged the way forward for the company that today is Focus. But how, without any franchise experience, were you able to capture the interest and attention of a guy like Steve to run the company like Schlotsky's? Well, I mean, that's probably a question for Steve, but I think it was the fact that he was looking for someone who understood brand positioning and marketing and taking care of the guest on a daily basis and someone who was known to have good relationships and that ability to collaborate, which is what you really need in a franchise business. And my approach when I came into franchising for the first time was, well, we're going to run this thing as if we're all just one big happy family and one team and understanding that these franchisees have invested a tremendous amount of, if not all of their money into this endeavor. And my job was to do the best that I could for them every single day to help them get a return on their investment. And it's more than just the money they invested, but they, these people have poured their hearts and souls and some of them for generations that's mom and then the kids and then the kids again are in the business. And so you really feel an obligation to help make them successful. So obviously in the role you played at HEB, you must have had those skill sets that were part of your role there. If you're in a leadership role, and I've been in a leadership role for many, many years, and the best teams are the teams where there's great collaboration. And at the end of the day, somebody has to be the person that makes the final decisions. Your role may be different depending on what's going on in the team. You may be giving input. You may actually have to do the work that somebody else makes the decision for, but you're all a team and you have to understand and help other people understand what their roles are. And then together, and then we're not all working on the same thing. And then together we accomplish a lot of things. And so, so I think that you know, those skills transfer for sure. They say that somebody who has been successful in the food business, predominantly in the restaurant business, can probably be successful in any business because of the, the nature of 
of managing penny profits in restaurants. But they say in reverse, anybody can get a job in franchising and in leadership and in other positions within the franchising space. But in the verticals that speak to restaurants, it's pretty hard for somebody from outside to come into restaurant franchising, much less as a president. So did you find that at all challenging or daunting? Or how did you manage for the quick education you needed to get in franchising, especially restaurant franchising, to get your knowledge based up to speed? So I think you're right. I think it would have been very difficult, but come out of the retail world. And it's very similar. The grocery business is a very low margin. It is a penny profit business. The volumes are much higher and much different. But inside of a grocery store, there are basically restaurants and they run and behave like restaurants. And sometimes you actually have restaurants in these groceries. These are big, high volume grocery stores. And so a deli department, food comes in, you prep it, you sell it, and you have food costs, you have labor, and the the unit level economics of each of those shops inside a grocery store behave exactly like a restaurant. And so you're trying to sell higher margin items when you can. You have lost leaders sometimes. You're sometimes you're appealing to female, sometimes you're appealing to a kid. So it's very, very similar in approach and there are by far more similarities than there are differences. And so had I come out of a different industry, it definitely would have been challenging and a big learning curve, but it was not because what we do in a restaurant every day, they do it in the grocery business every day as well. Well, in retrospect, that makes a great deal of sense to me. So thank you for indulging the question. So walk us forward from your first days at Schlotsky's to where Here we are today. What other milestones along the way might you share with the audience on your journey? Well, I spent quite a bit of time at Focus Brands and coming on to be president of Schlotsky's back in 2007, there was quite a bit of work that needed to be done. You know, the brand, it's a legendary brand in that part of the world in Texas and pretty much the southern part of the United States and very, very good food. And quite frankly, it needed, it just needed to be refreshed refreshed and rethought and repositioned in the minds of the consumer. And so the good news is we started with great food and we had a great story. The story just needed to be told in a way that the guests understood. We had the opportunity to add on to our menu. And so during my time there, we went from being pretty much a sandwich chain to a full restaurant, bakery, cafe. So when I got there, we were selling salads out of plastic containers for a few bucks and didn't sell very many of them because they quite frankly weren't very good. But we were like, okay, if we're going to sell salads, we need to have a salad that's on par, if not better, with all of our competitors, including Panera and anyone who is known for high quality salads. And so we created great salads and charged what everyone else does for salads. So we went from a a salad at three bucks to a salad for nine bucks, 10 bucks. But it was a great salad. Guess what? We started selling a lot of salads and therefore a lot of pick twos. And we upgraded the menu quite a bit over the years and took what was in 2007, $600,000 average unit volume chain to a chain opening up restaurants doing well over a million, a million three, million four averages. And so it was, you know, quite a bit of change over the years and repositioning the brand to be more of an eatery than just a sandwich shop. And so had a great time doing it and spent quite a bit of time there and got to be 
on the executive committee for Focus Brands in the early days and help guide a lot of the things that we put together over the years, the shared values, our mission, vision, all those things. When Steve hired me to run Schlotsky's, I was actually the first president that they'd actually hired. And then he promoted a couple of people. He promoted Jeff Hill to become president of Cinnabon and Gary Bells to become president of Carvel. It was just us three as the presidents until we started adding additional brands. And so it was fun to be there in the early days and watch it grow. And, you know, we took it from a small sandwich chain to what it is today. And so it was a great time. And so for me, you know, being there was enriching in a lot of ways. And I've got to meet a lot of great people along the way. And I had the, the opportunity to finish up my career there and had the opportunity to come to a place where I was able to create a new holding company for Good For You brands. And so my next journey, I moved to a brand called Salad Works based in the Philadelphia area. And with the idea that we were going to do what Focus Brands had done and add brands, our approach was going to be a little different. We wanted to add brands that were only good for you. And so we started looking for brands that are good for you. And so me, what, what good for you in our mind means is that the food is clean. We try to have as few additives or preservatives or anything. Everything comes from earth and it's very plant forward, plant based foods. And so we don't just sell plant, we sell meats as well, but it's very plant forward. And again, clean food. And so you don't see a lot of artificial preservatives or anything that is not good for you and not fuel for the body. And so we look at food as fuel. So at WowWorks, we believe in fueling the originality of our team members, our guests, our business partners, and our communities by giving everyone the best opportunity to live their lives. And that's our vision. And so we add to the portfolio, Garbanzo Mediterranean Fresh that was based in Denver, Colorado. Brand called The Simple Greek, which was made famous on the TV show The Prophet. Marcus Limonis was the owner. So we so we purchased that from Marcus, and then we purchased a brand called Fruitable, which is an acai and pitaya-based concept where you basically, you're eating fruit. <laughs> and so so you can make it as healthy or as indulgent as you want it. And we'll be announcing in the next 30 days an acquisition of two more brands that are good for you as well. Tell you what, let's do. Why don't we take a quick break here? And when we come back, let's take a dive a little deeper into some of these brands and talk about how these business units operate and learn a little more about the common denominators that are over all their heads with WowWorks. We're talking to Kelly Roddy, CEO of WowWorks, and we'll be right back. Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsors. We are all familiar with Vistage, YPO, and EO. Well, now comes Zorforum, a somewhat similar type of executive group, but this one comes with a twist. Zorforum groups are exclusively for franchisors. Imagine a peer group for sharing and networking on a platform built exclusively for franchise executives. Zorforum members are afforded unparalleled access to best practices and some of the brightest minds within the franchising world. Through regular meetings and a dedicated communications platform. In this post COVID world, a franchise specific mastermind or peer group is an endeavor worth making time for. 
Zorforum groups of 6 to 10 will bring leaders together that are in similar situations, but with exclusivity in terms of their competitive sets, so that each can openly help others benefit from their respective knowledge, perspective, and experience with no fear of competitive loss. Network, learn, strategize, and remain motivated along your journey. Join a peer group, not just any peer group. Join the only one designed for emerging franchisors. Join Zorforum. Learn more at Zorforum.com. That's www.Zorforum.com. The conversation continues now with Kelly Roddy, CEO of WowWorks. And we began talking on our first segment, just started getting into some of the individual brands that all began with SaladWorks and now has become a family of brands. And I would guess that in addition to the healthy food and the healthiness of the product, there's got to be a cultural piece of your business that is every bit as healthy as well because of all the people that you support that have been teammates of yours in the past that are still with you today, Kelly. So to me, culture is as much a part of any business and franchising as the product or the secret sauce. Tell us a little bit about yours. Well, thanks for asking because our culture is everything for us. And I've never run across great brands and great companies that didn't start with a great culture. And so when I first got here, that was really one of our first priorities is let's, let's build a great team that has a set of shared values. And what are those values going to be? Because the values are important because it determines what your behaviors are going to be. So we wanted people on the team that met a certain set of values. And the reason having shared values is important because people are like-minded and driving for the same results. And when you have a powerful shared values, you have trust among your team members, which I think spills over into trust with the franchisees. There's a certain unity because you all have the same mission and vision. And so that translates into our behaviors and actions, which gives us our great results. And so we focus on our values of being passionate. We want everyone on our team to be passionate and understand what their purpose is and how they help drive the business. We want people who are inventive, they're curious and they're very solution focused and growth minded. And then there's a certain amount of accountability. So you want people who are honest and ethical super high integrity. They take initiative on their own and they're really focused on quality execution. But we also want people to be fulfilled. And so it's very, very important that we have diversity in our company. It's a very big focus for us that we're generous, that we give back not only money, but time, talents, etc. And then we celebrate each other and we celebrate our success. Can we take care of ourselves along the way as well? And then a really important value for us is just to be real, just be genuine, be who you are, be loving, be graceful, and just be, be a real person and not pretentious. And so if those are your values, you fit in really, really well with our company and our brands and our entire family. I guess we call that the wow factor, right? That's the whole point. The wow we use as a filter for our brands. And so in every holding company, as we're trying to think of the name for this thing, every holding company does this insert inspirational name in front of the word brands. So 
So we're like, let's don't do that. Let's do something very different. We were already starting to use this be wow as a brand filter. Let's everything we do is going to be wow. The products that we sell, the ingredients are going to be wow. Nobody knows how to really define wow, but you know it when you see it. It's kind of like cool, right? You just want to do things in a wow way and you know what you know it when you see it. And it's just doing things the best you can. And so wow people, wow brands. And so then we just said, you know what? WOW stands for Watch Out World because here we come. Excellent. So that's probably difficult enough to accommodate and to focus on at the corporate level. How do you go about assuring that WOW factor is going to be delivered and adhered to at the same high level across franchisees, hundreds of them across 50 states and probably beyond? How do you go about that? So I think the best way to do it is it's how you live your values. And so it is setting the example. It's treating people with respect every day and the behaviors associated with those values, people will see it over time. And in the business world, if things aren't going well, people may lose their temper or whatever. And it's being the steady, calm leaders that we need to be in implementing the values and those behaviors, which is things I meant, you know, talked about it is being genuine and understanding and let's talk through the issues. And here's the problem let's work on the solution together and we'll get great results together. And so it is living the values and then sharing the values with them as well. And as we bring companies on, we talk about our shared values and we're now in the, in the place where we're starting to build videos and workshops and things that talk about the value and how to live your value. And I think, again, setting the example is the best way to do that. What does the recruitment look like in terms of the opportunities that you're offering? Are you giving opportunities out to single unit operators or are you more multi-unit and area developer? So I think it depends on the brand, right? And some of these brands are very well positioned for big operators that want to run multiple units. And then some are more owner operator type brands. And so I, and I would give the example of Fruitable. Fruitable, I believe can be a multi-unit brand, but most of our operators are single unit operators. And it is a good single unit operator type of brand because it's simple. You know, a lot of people as they're getting into franchising or restaurants for the first time, they have the opportunity to work in the restaurant and you can make a really nice living if you work in the restaurant every single day with your family or your team members and, and it works for you. And it's because of the simplicity of an ease of operation. Some of the brands, for example, Garbanzo, it's a more complex brand, right? There's a lot of food prep, a lot of cooking, pretty broad menu. You don't just go down the line with the guest. You have to do some work in the back and you, you know, there's a tremendous amount of prep that goes into it. And so you need a bigger team and a bigger investment, a bigger footprint. And a lot of times that type of model comes with big multi-unit developers. And so I think you'll see of both in all of our, in all of our systems, but some I think lend themselves better to people who are starting out and people who are maybe more experienced. When we talk about about culture, you can't ignore corporate giving. And if I'm not mistaken, you have a corporate charity, I think, in No Kids Hungry. Is that correct? Yeah. No Kids Hungry is a partner of ours. 
you know, a lot of our franchisees have their local charities as well that they give to and participate in. But our national charity for all of our brands is No Kids Hungry. And our goal increases every year with them. We've got a long-term commitment with them. And our goal is to raise over the next several years a million dollars for those guys. And there's so many children that are food insecure in our country. And we're in the business. And we care about our communities. And we care about the children in our communities. And we feel like it's our responsibility to give back. We didn't talk at all about COVID and the impact that it's had on your brands. Are there any lessons taken out of COVID that were eye-opening changes to the way you conduct your business that will stay forever as part of the business? You know, as far as, as what we do in our restaurants every day, there's been some changes. I think there's definitely a heightened awareness around cleanliness and food safety and food standards. Packaging, because so much of our food now has shifted from dine-in to delivery and so packaging people want hot food hot and they want cold food cold and we have to probably be a little better a little more diligent about that i think we've learned that from actual in restaurant technology is so important for us and so we've really doubled down in our investment in technology and we're doubling that even again as we roll out we're rolling out new tech stacks this year in all of our restaurants and if you don't have great technology you're not going to make it in today's world and so those are big things in the restaurant from a corporate standpoint we made the decision to go to a virtual corporate office. We would have had corporate offices where these brands were founded or moved them into one bigger corporate office. And because we were not in office because of COVID, we learned how to communicate very well, like everyone else did through Zoom or Teams or however people do it. We chose to use Zoom and go to very frequent meetings. And so we met with our entire team. And and when I mean our entire team, every single employee from general manager up, every single week, every single Thursday for about an hour. And then multiple meetings throughout. So we stayed very, very well connected. We got out into our restaurants as as often as we could. And so we learned that we can be, I would argue, more effective by going to a virtual company. Kelly, is there anything at this juncture that I haven't asked you that you might wish that I did? I think we covered the basics of the brands and culture and who we are today. So I think unless you have other questions, I don't really have anything else. Well, then I only have one left, and that's to let people know how they can reach out and find you beyond this interview. Well, I'm active on LinkedIn, and I'm at kroddy at wowworksusa.com, and wowworksusa.com will also take you to a link to any of our brands. There's nothing left then for me to do than thank you, Kelly, for making the time to spend some time and to share so much with the audience about the journey that you've been on and hopefully inspire them further on theirs. You've been hearing today from Kelly Roddy, CEO of WowWorks. And thanks again for being here. Thank you, Stan. Well, that does it for today. Next week, I'm joined by Bright Star Chief Development Officer Pete First, talking about that brand's meteoric growth and success, the addition of two new brands under their umbrella, and then in the weeks ahead, we're also teed up for a visit by Greg Cook, Silvercrest Advertising's President and CEO, our rising star of franchising for the month of May, 
Angela Healy, CEO at Avenue West, who will share her amazing twist on residential real estate in this post-COVID world, especially with the winds of recession seeming to be dusting up and heading our way. Also ahead, heading into the summer will be Chemdry's President Ed Quinlan. He'll be stopping by, as will one of my personal favorites, Tudor Doctor President Frank Milner. So, lots to look forward to, but for now, I'm Stan Friedman wishing you the best, the very best of all things franchising, and Franchise Today is out. Franchise Today is a production of FRM Solutions, providing best-in-class CRM tools to empower relationships with prospective and existing franchisees. No excuses, just solutions. Find them online at frmsolutions.com. Join Stan every Wednesday at noon Eastern for another live episode of Franchise Today. Or, as always, download episodes on demand at blogtalkradio.com or iTunes.